You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Oh, here we are. Hello, my friends. Oh, hello. Hello. As you can tell, I'm not Greg Nibbler, neither is... The other person in here with no, me. No, <laughs> not at all. I got at least two inches on Greg. <laughs> at least. At least. You're tall in Greg height. Yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm a giant. You are a giant man. <laughs> I'm huge. Well, he's huge. Hello, my friends. Uh, my name is Sarah Stillen. I'm here with my co-host for the today, Mr. Aaron Duran. Hello, everybody. Hello. All right, so Greg is actually, um, he's on forced rest mm-hmm. right now because he has worn himself paper thin and he has a bunch of stuff to do today so um uh, we were going to have our dear friend Aaron and talk about his magical event that's happening this weekend anyway so I told Greg eh you stay home do your stuff Aaron and I got it from yeah. here we've got it right we've got and by it. stuff you mean he's just going to be on Google image search hoping no one catches him right <laughs> right doing just taxes doing taxes yeah <laughs> wait so yeah. when he's been saying he's been doing taxes for the past two days He's been watching porn. Probably. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, look, everyone needs a good porn time. You know. A porn break? Yeah, he needs a porn break. That's what it is. It's not spring break. It's a porn break. Yeah. No, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone's got to, you know, fill up their savings in the spank bank. Aren't you and glad that's I'm, Aaron, everybody. You glad I'm back? <laughs> I am. It feels like too long. It has been too long. I think I basically get down here now about every... 90 days. Right? And then you're here for doing Geek in the City, and then our paths don't cross then, and um, <laughs> spoiler alert, Aaron and I are good friends in real life, Yeah, and we just don't see each other enough. No, huh? I think I maybe see you, like, if we'll do a key handoff or at bingo nights. That's true. Like, that's pretty much the only way I get to see you anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah. we need to have more bingo nights or just hang out more. I could do that. Okay. The best <gasps> way for that to happen is for us to no longer need day jobs. Okay, that's true. Oh, that's the best way. Day jobs. Make no wrong. I actually like my day job. Yeah. I, this is the first time I've ever had a quote like, you know, punch a clock kind of day job where mm. I don't dread going. I actually really enjoy it. It's it doesn't fun. seem like you do. Like I'll follow your adventures on on the <laughs> internet, and yeah. it doesn't seem like you have an overwhelmingly negative experience. No, not at all. I mean, it helps that I spend maybe five minutes a day in the office. Yeah. Other than that, I'm out in Portland walking or driving or whatever. It's, encountering it's per- crazy people. Encountering a lot of crazy people. <laughs> And and realizing that as a rule, like no one should own a car. Okay, because well, almost everyone is a horrible driver out there. Oh yeah, don't know what they're doing. Increasingly so. Like yeah. it's scary. Like even just driving to the studio, I live like a mile and a half away, and every day now it's kind of a battlefield. Yeah, and probably about thirty percent of our customers, because with who I work for, are students at PSU that have never owned a car. Oh, They've so maybe the shittiest a- of shitty drivers. Oh yeah, no, yeah, they're horrible. Like the things they do to the car and like I'll have to go check out a car out and like it will fucking reek. Oh. It'll smell like stale french fries and weed. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. <laughs> and body odor and homework and sadness. It, not body odor, but really bad like Axe cologne. Oh, okay. Like just dude bros So it smells like college. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. yeah, it really does. It's awful. Oh. But the job's pretty cool. Well, that's it. good. Yeah, and I get it- to go to all the food carts all the time and stuff. It's awesome. Um, That's pretty awesome. You know what else is awesome? Uh, what's going on this weekend. Why don't you tell us about it? Okay, yeah, I'm super pumped. Give me my plans for this Saturday. All right, so this Saturday from 6 to 9 p.m. at Bridge City Comics is the Issue 5 release party for La Brujeria. (gasps) Yeah, I'm super excited. That's it, La La Brujeria. Yeah, that works. Oh, I Um, like it. It sounds very majestic. (laughs) Very, like, Spanish and Mexican. It does. I like it. Um, 
I'm sure Denise will taunt me later that I'm saying it wrong. I don't remember how to say the title of my own book anymore. I know. I was like, asking Aaron before. I'm like, am I pronouncing this right? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, my mom tells me one way to say it. Denise, basically all the brown people in my life have a different way of pronouncing this book. Um, so I don't even know anymore. It's like I can't even say nuclear right anymore either because of Bush. Like, everything has been ruined. You know, it's not I can't been ruined, say though. internet. I have to say internet. Internets. Because, yeah, again, no. Bush, yes. Yeah, it's awful. But all that aside, doesn't matter. Call it every, just call it the book. I don't care. It comes, it comes, it's happening. The release party is this Saturday at Bridge City Comics from 6 to 9 p.m. Um, and Bridge City, uh, do you have the address for Bridge City 3725 Comics? 3725 North Mississippi Which Avenue. is a really cool area if you've never been able to experience Super it. Super cool. Like it's right next to, I know Greg gets to know when we mention other businesses that don't pay, but it's right next to Ruby Jewels, the really good is ice that cream. Ice cream? Yeah. That always sounds like a haircutting place to me for some reason. Or a stripper. <gasps> or totally a stripper. <laughs> Ruby Jules, come to the main stage. <laughs> Show your strawberry cheesecake. <laughs> Ew, Give her the cone. I don't want to see Ruby Jules strawberry cheesecake. Well, she might be a sweet spirit. You might. <laughs> um. She's a very sweet girl. So uh, it's not a strip club next door. but <laughs> It is not. No, it's an ice cream place. And I like, thought you were going to mention the burger place that he hates. Oh, I don't. close to that. Oh, does Greg hate them? He hates them. Why? Because they, because uh, the service is terrible, and, well, yeah. and the burgers aren't that good. The burgers are okay, but yeah, the I mean, service yeah, they're is de- terrible. They're, they're decent, but I mean, you don't want to, if you're spending that amount of money on a burger, like, it has to be good. Go to Killer Burger instead. Yeah, Killer For, Burger. For like the same price, and the people aren't as dicks. And the owner's an asshole, mm-hmm. allegedly. I don't want to get the network in trouble. Oh, the at the place that we're talking about? Yeah. That we haven't mentioned, so right. it's totally fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know who's not, though, is Michael Ring, who oh, owns Bridge City Comics. Michael Ring is great. So yeah, I'm super excited. James and I will both be there. Uh, we'll be signing copies of issue five. Will you be uh, taking pictures, shaking babies? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'll shake as many babies as I can because <laughs> there's too many babies. I shake them all. It's <laughs> awful. I'm not gonna shake babies. Um, yeah, no. So yeah, we'll be signing copies of issue five. And if you have previous issues, like bring them. We'll sign them. We're not gonna be like those dick people. Like no, only issue five. I'm glad. Yeah, I'll sign copies of Dark Anna if you have any of that. I'll sign copies of Welcome to Grizzly Dale. I will basically sign anything. Okay, I would I just be happy say. that you're there. <laughs> if someone has a black and white photograph of your face, will you sign that? Sure, that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, I mean, I might draw a Hitler mustache. Well, I already have a beard. I can't draw a Hitler oh, mustache that's true. on myself. You can just make it a little like more defined. I'll give myself horns or a unibrow. Uh, it's being asked in the chat. Uh, Suman's asking, when does the La Brujeria smartphone game come out? Uh, I have no idea. That would be amazing. Is that, that something w- that might be happening? No. Oh. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, it's cool. I don't know what the smartphone game would be about. I I don't know. I would like to see all of the it's more the like, characters in the book like moving around. So it would be more likely that we would do like a role playing game because mm-hmm. James and I are both big role playing dorks. It's true. In fact, even when we talk about various creatures in the book, like I won't really describe. Like, okay, this thing looks like that, and I'm like, dude, it looks like a beholder from Monster Manual too. And he's like, got it. Oh my god! Like we basically just have a D and D nerd. You communicate in dork, basically. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> okay. And like James now understands, and I'm like, I need a heinous hag. He's like, got it. Like he just knows when I reference. What's D&D. a heinous hag? A heinous horror hag. It's a. It's a... See, this the thing is, you don't. I just picture a heinous hag looking like the witch from Snow White. Uh, not too far off from that. Okay. Yeah. No. By the way, there is no heinous horror hag in this issue. Okay. You know. No, no. not the not from Snow White. Which one's the one with the gnarly nose Art. and the. Uh, you thinking the witches? Oh, I don't know, something along those lines. Yeah, but like a hag, like okay. a Baba Yaga type hag and <laughs> kind of right. stuff like that. You know so. who's not a hag, hopefully? Me! Yes! And I, can I say it? Yes, you can. I make an appearance in you this do. one. I am in a motherfucking comic you book. You are. It so is the coolest thing. It is pretty cool. Uh, 
Like I was looking, so Aaron was showing me the copy. It's got two Portland celebrities in it. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Aaron was showing me the copy before, and I'm flipping through, and I'm looking, and I l- see this particular person, and all I'm thinking, like I think Aaron saw me like going through the trance, and I'm like, yeah, that kind of looks like me. And I like, could tell, like on your face, you had that moment in your head of like, it kind of looks like me, but, but I, don't I don't know wanna, if it is. I don't want to be like that <laughs> ego thing of like, oh, you've drawn me because it sounds like you're so full of yourself. It does because I'm like, all right, that looks like. I mean, maybe it's not me. I'm like, but she has braids and hoops and is wearing jorts and, and cowboy boots and cowboy boots. That's, that's she's actually wearing sure your me. cowboy boots. I know, I love those. Yeah. Those look like my white cowboy boots. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yes, you do make an appearance because every issue, starting with <laughs> issue two, every issue has starred either James and I or somebody we know. Um, but anyone who's been <laughs> following the series <laughs> also knows that it never ends well for our friends. <laughs> There's a pattern. <laughs> There's a pattern with it. So what happens to Sarah Dillon? You will have to buy the comic to find it's out. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> like, I'm very flattered uh, at what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And that's – James – I mean, well, you're an amazing writer. James is an amazing artist. And it's so neat to see it come to life. And this book, it seems, is bigger than the last one. It is. Uh, this book, I think, clocks in – because we had to cram a lot into this one. This book clocks in at – I think 34 pages, and it's a larger size. We've gone to what's basically known as Silver Age. Okay. Comics are divided by, like, an era. Like, the Golden Age is from, like, 1935 to, like, 1960. And is that when they were smaller? They were bigger. No, they comics bigger. have gotten okay. smaller. Uh, they were they were bigger. Silver Age is from, like, 1960 to, like, 1972, mm. and that's this size. That's kind of my favorite size of I comics. I like that size. Yeah, it's a good size. It's sturdy and, yeah, I, yeah. I like it. Yeah, and we find, we're able to find a local printer, which, oh, that was really hard to do, by the way. I, the ink quality in that is really neat, too. Yeah, it's a really good, it's a really good house. It's a really good printing house. Mm. Uh, I saw in the text box, uh, Greg is in, Greg was in issue four. <gasps> he was. Greg yep. was. Greg did make an appearance. So Greg was in there. So nobody can get up in arms because Greg was technically in it before me. Like, he I was. didn't know that I was going to have the pleasure, so I'm pretty yeah. damn excited. For uh, you, yeah, Greg, Greg was in it. He was was a uh, he was a cop in Barcelona in issue four, and he Barcelona? had his, Barcelona, <laughs> and he had his uh, he had his uh, essence drained out and was killed by the conquistador in issue four. Oh boy! So uh, Greg was in it, yeah, because in issue three was James and I, and we were killed by the conquistador. Notice the pattern. I'm not going to say what happens, but and then I'll also flat out say it. The book also has Byron Beck. Oh my God! Really? Yeah, the book opens, or someone who looks like Byron Beck uh, is also in the book too. So. <laughs> yeah, at a local restaurant. The other thing that's been really fun about this series is that almost every location, James is really particular about this because mm-hmm. it takes place in Portland. If it happens in a like in a real like it, in a real place, it's so weird to see. If it happens in a specific location, uh-huh. like James goes out of his way to make sure that it's the real spot. That's pretty cool. Yeah, since the beginning, like it started at Lone Fir Cemetery with that mausoleum. Mm-hmm. Um, like we've showed like Big Pink, uh, the Golden Bot Pawn Shop is actually based on a really strange kind of blank front door in Chinatown. You can actually go to where Golden Bot allegedly is in Chinatown. Is it on like Southwest uh, it's like third, or Northwest like third? Like third in division. So you know that, that door, it's been renovated now, but uh-huh. when you know she's right in the comic, it was really obvious. Now it's been really completely done over. But... Um, you know that that green door. It's a green door. It just has a couple of Chinese characters on it, and it says members only. And there's two cameras and windows pointing at the street. 
Oh my God! Yes, I do. Everyone kind of assumed that like the triad would have gang meetings there. Oh yeah, yeah. That's Golden Bot Pond. That's the, that's the entrance <laughs> to Golden Bot Pond. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So like in this one, there. See if I give away all the locations and gives away, some shit happens. But mm. um, like he goes out of his way to make sure the Burnside Bridge is drawn correctly. Uh, the comic opens at this restaurant uh, near, just kind of near here, and he like went out of his way to make sure that like you could recognize this restaurant. Okay. Um, Althalia technically lives in Selwood, the character. She mm-hmm. lives in southeast Portland. But her apartment is based on a real apartment building in northwest Portland that I drove by years ago. And I was like, yep, that's where she lives. <laughs> so, like, James went out of his way to, like, make sure that that's what her place was. So, you made sure like. to go and look at it and yeah. know what it was? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So, it'll be available for purchase on Saturday. On Saturday. Yeah, it's, it officially lands in stores Wednesday, uh, the f- this coming Wednesday. Okay. Uh, but the release party is this Saturday. We'll have copies there. Uh, and then starting Wednesday, it's going to be in all the local comic book shops. Bridge City, all the Things from the Worlds, um, Cosmic Monkey, I Like Comics in Vancouver. Uh, it's going to be everywhere. If you don't live in Portland, you can actually pre-order it right now. Mm. It's already, you can already just pre-order your copy online. If you just type in, if you just go to geekinthecity.com, I'll make, well, there's not a link on there right now because I'm a horrible promoter. But you, by, I'll the put time, a link, by the time I'll, this is up, by the time this is up, it'll yes. be up there okay. and I'll, it'll <laughs> forward you to it. But yeah, if you don't live in Portland, you can already, you can already pre-order it and I'll start shipping them next week. So you'll get them right about the same time they hit, hit stores. Okay. And any folks that come to the, um, to the opening to the release on Saturday, can they pay with cash credit? Uh, you'll buy it through the store. So Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Bridge City Comics is kind of facilitating the whole thing. So cash credit doesn't matter. Ooh. Yeah. Well, yep. I will be there, and I'm excited for you. Yeah. Look at you. Thank you. So great. Yeah, and if anyone wants to do, like, the phone app game, talk to me. We'll figure something out. Hell yeah. There's, I have no money. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe someone wants to do it out of the kindness of their heart <laughs> because be awesome. they want to see it come to life. That'd be cool. I'd totally be, be down for it. Yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, tie-ins are the only way comics make money. You don't actually make money off the book. You make it off merchandising and tie-ins. Well, there you go. Someone yeah. developed the, <laughs> the the smartphone app. Yeah, I have no idea what it'd be about, but I don't know. It'd probably involve ghosts and chupacabras. <gasps> so, yeah, that'd be fun. Um, all of those things would be great. Yeah, and I'd the, be down the for particular that. Uh, art on that um, on that cover too, the bad things, those look like they'd be good. Yeah, they're well. uh, it's her using her powers more and more. As you've been reading the comics, she can, she can speak to and control the dead. Mm-hmm. She's also learning that she can basically just use the spirits of the dead as raw energy. Wow. And but it's not a it's not necessarily a good thing. Okay. Um cuz once she uses you you're burned out. You go to oblivion, you're dead, you're done. Mm-hmm. There's no more afterlife, there's nothing. Like that scene in Beetlejuice when they look out the window and the guy's like that's death for the uh, dead. Yeah. That's what happens if she burns you up. If Ooh. she just so imagine like, yo, I'm a ghost and I'm living a good life, but she needs power to fight a bad guy. She will basically absorb you and use you as raw energy and there's nothing left. You're, it's utter oblivion when she's done with you. So wow. it's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah, I was going to say, that doesn't seem like Yeah, no, her powers have a dark streak to them that we're slowly exploring and it's been a lot of fun. Okay. And uh, how's the book? I It's uh, pushing the second book, you mean? Yes, the so second the, book. Yeah, the second in the Forgotten Tears series. It's called Rise of the First City. Uh, I am about 10,000 words in. Uh, the second book has been a lot harder to write than the first one. Mm-hmm. It's really pushing back. Part of it is I don't have as much free time as yeah. I used to before, and I'm doing a lot of things, but... Within the past couple of weeks, like I felt kind of the thing click. Like I felt the groove kind of click. Good, in. because I have been waiting. Do you realize that book's only like, I only wrote it a year ago. Well, it's long enough. Oh, sure. <laughs> I'm impatient. Um, I'm be, 
I want to. Um, you should probably let me go ahead and like proofread it for you after you're done. I mean, sure. Just, just, just so I can know. help out. Just yeah. So I can help no, out. it's been a lot of fun. I've been having to tone down some of the horror elements because it's a bit. It's a bit darker already. When than you say the first a, horror, one. it almost sounds like you're saying like your horror elements. My horror elements, yeah. <laughs> my all my horror, my twelve year olds and all their horror in that they do. <laughs> yes, um, it's a book about horror. I don't think I mentioned last time I was in. I wrote the prologue and I was super happy with it. And then I went back and read it. I was like, this is not something that you could give to like an 11 <laughs> or 12 year old. It's too fucking much. I don't know because I read a lot of Christopher Pike growing up and there was some fucked up shit in that. It's too much. It's too much? It's too much. Okay. Yeah. I did. I actually went back and rewrote it. The, the, the tone is still there, but the over the top of it is gone. So when you um, when you overwrite something, like do you just completely delete what you've had or do you have it saved somewhere? I have it saved. There's multiple versions of different things that I go back to. And I've been slow. The other thing that's kind of hit me also is that Captain Christopher Pike, you nerds, come on. Um, <laughs> the other thing I finally realized, like I said, about 10,000 words into the second book is I need to create a writer's Bible. Um, there's too much going on now for me to just remember what's <gasps> oh, okay, going on. So like a key almost? Yeah. So I started writing down notes of like who's doing what how old is so-and-so, what grade is so-and-so in, mm-hmm. who's no longer in town, who's out of town. Uh, I started drawing like little maps of how the town is laid out because I'm yeah. forgetting. Because characters are now beginning to reference of like, I need to go down to like, you know, the creepy library that used to be the old jail. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm having to now like, I'm trying to remember like, okay, where was it in relation to the first school in the first book? And is it going to be closer or near? Because now he's in, he's basically in middle school slash junior high. He's in a completely new school now. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's finally in school with Heather. They're sharing the same school now, but she's a grade above. So there's that awkwardness of like your best friend's also in a separate grade. Yeah. And she's in the first grade. I had that all throughout high school. Yeah. And it's that all moment. All my friends were always a grade older than me. And then when they all graduated, when I was something like, okay, Yeah. And I'm no tapping friends. in that weird transition thing to where like he is in. Kind of right before junior high, so he basically still stays in one class all day. Mm. But that Heather has now transitioned into early junior high, where she's jumping from class. So, like, she has a locker. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, a big deal. Even though it's in the same school building, they really don't see each other anymore. So now the awkwardness of someone who you consider your best friend, you now don't see, like, all day. Because mm-hmm. she is slowly building, like, her own life. And, like, how are they going to stay friends? And Oh, I like it. All that stuff. All right, no more. Fine. Just, yeah. Just keep writing it. Just keep writing it. Um, well, I did want to tell you. So I don't know if you remember the story that uh, totally switching gears, but this <laughs> but my friend Dwayne wrote me. So do you remember that story that um, I talked about a few weeks ago? I don't know if you read it about uh, rage yoga. Yes. About this thing that's happening in Calgary. <laughs> or as I just call yoga because it just <laughs> makes me angry no matter what. I It does not relax me. No. If anything, it just, yeah, it just makes me Like angry. when I hear about hot yoga, I'm like, I don't understand why you want to do this. Oh my, like everyone's just like, oh yeah, it's miserable, but you sweat it all. I'm like, that sounds like I'm probably going to pass out. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Well, that's there's awful. this thing in, in Canada called rage yoga and it's in Calgary where like this woman has created yoga where she's like, oh, but I'm going to be edgy and women can go there and scream profanities while we do <laughs> yoga. Hence rage yoga. So- Get this. So our friend Dwayne, who lives in Calgary, took one for the team last night yeah. and went to motherfucking rage yoga. So he actually wrote me an email. So he was uh, kind of updating us last night as he was there uh, and letting us know what was happening. I'm going to play. <laughs> I smell Is it the sound of rage? Oh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. No, the Canadian theme is the least amount of sounding of rage you could possibly. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why it's so edgy. We're talking about this. It's like, oh, it's rage in Canada. Yeah. 
So Dwayne wrote, so here I am in a basement bar waiting for Rage Yoga to start. I can't help think, what am I doing? Sitting in a bar by myself with just one bartender and a news crew, nobody else. So now we're five minutes from the start and there's only one person here to do Rage Yoga. Not sure if this is going to be popular or loud enough for me to record some rage-filled yoga audio for Fun Employment Radio. So far, Greg would enjoy the scenery. Women wearing tight pants and getting drunk. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Apparently the Not story, just Greg. <laughs> the story has blown up. As local media just finished an interview with the founder instructor uh, named Lindsay, and then he's like, "Damn these yoga hippies! Why can't they start on time? They're now over an hour late." Um, so he said, "I totally feel like a Greg, the only guy sitting at a bar ten feet away from the class, trying not to look as creepy as possible." <laughs> so wait, so the class is in a bar? It's in a bar. So this is why she's trying. So she's uh, edgy because it's rage yoga in a bar where you can scream profanities and have beers while you do the yoga. So I said, uh, so far, Rage Yoga is really quite barely audible over the low moan of crappy bar music. Is it a Canadian thing? Update, I've now been here for two hours and heard approximately only four fuck yes. Pretty tame. (laughs) I have more rage sitting at the bar than they're currently demonstrating doing their Rage Yoga. So that's what uh, that's basically the bottom line. He said that Rage Yoga wasn't quite rage filled. And that he just felt kind of creepy sitting at the bar. And Dwayne, you are the coolest. Thank you for doing that for us. Yeah, that's so strange. We sent out the call and he he answered it. Yeah, <laughs> I would feel kind of weird sitting there because I would want to see it too. If it was in town, I'd be like, I want to see what these rage yoga crazy people are doing. Why would you do it in a bar though? I don't know. I wouldn't want to be bending around where, yeah, where like people are sitting at the bar having drinks. Yeah, I don't. I mean, not just the rage yoga, like yoga in a bar in general sounds like mm. a really bad idea. It sounds dirty. Like putting your hands and feet and stuff. I guess you have like the yoga mats. Yeah, I don't trust that. Is there anything more pretentious than someone walking down the street holding their yoga mat? Oh, yeah, no. It's just, it's one of, it's the most white person you could ever And they're never friendly. Like if I ever saw a a person holding a yoga mat smiling at me, I wouldn't think anything about it. But they're always have a scowl on their face. They're always looking at you. No, no one's happy. No one's happy going to or from yoga. Like no. no one. No, I get people that are like, oh, I got to go work out, but I know it's good for me. But after you work out, like, no matter how much like you hate going, because the idea of going mm-hmm. to work out sucks. Yeah. And even sometimes after the workout or during, like, you're sore, you're tired, you're sweaty and gross. But after workout, you always kind of feel good. You do, and you don't you're even... You're like, I did something. And yeah. Like, yeah. So you kind of have that, yeah, I did a good thing. And you leave the gym or you're jogging like, I'm exhausted, I'm sore, but yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. No one ever looks that way after yoga. No, and I don't know if it's just like, because I know people who do yoga who are wonderfully nice people. But like every part, like there are a bunch of yoga studios around where I live. And <laughs> every... You mean Portland? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> There's so many of them. Coffee, yoga, yoga st- and weed dispensaries. Like oh that's what the city does now. God, right? You, yeah, you look in a window and it's either people drinking coffee, people smoking weed, or a bunch of spandex butts. Yeah, which I'm that's, fine with that part. I know. That's fine. <laughs> but every yoga studio I pass, like nobody is ever friendly. Like they're just all standing outside, like impatiently waiting for yoga to start, clutching their mats, glaring at you. Yeah, I'm like, aren't you supposed to be Zen? Isn't this supposed yeah, to? Yeah, it's because nice? well, it's because they're fueled with nothing but like wheatgrass juice and quinoa salad. <laughs> so they also have like no real food in their so body. They're, they're hungry. Yeah, they're hungry. <laughs> when they do eat, it's shitty rabbit food that doesn't actually nourish your body. Yeah, you hear that? That's the sound of every vegetarian sending me a nasty email. <laughs> no. um, I, I might enjoy yoga more if I got to have like a steak afterwards. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be really good. I've been on a. Oh, fuck it. Whatever. I've been on a pizza kick lately. <laughs> I cannot stop. Just I'll, I'll eat just like 
a slice a day, and I'm like, why am I not losing weight? But I can't, I can't help it. Pizza's not that bad. It's not that terrible. I have like that, one slice. The one that gets you is the crust. Yeah, the crust is what is probably doing you in. Mm-hmm. Like if you have decent, like natural, you know, like natural ingredients on like the meats and cheeses and stuff. You're pretty much okay. It's that you're basically eating like a loaf of bread in one slice. Yeah. Exa- all right. Avoid the crust is what you're saying. Yeah, but that's kind of hard to do because it's pizza. Because it's delicious. Well, get like that really thin flatbed, flatbread crusts. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go for a run today to earn my pizza because, spoilers, I'm totally getting another piece of pizza today. Where are you going to get it it's at? About, I've been mixing up pizza places so that the same people don't see me every day. So I've been oh my like, God. I, ha- I have a problem. I have a problem. You do. I'll just get one piece. I'll get a slice of pepperoni pizza. Because for some reason that sounds really good. I, ba- I bounce around between a few of them because I'm like, all right, I was just here yesterday. Is it always pepperoni? It's usually pepperoni, yeah. It's because it's just the cheapest. Yeah. Well, no, I, I just really like pepperoni. All I right. like the saltiness of the, the salt know. of the meat. Oh. <laughs> hey, I can't comment. I'm the person that gets anchovies on my pizza. I like anchovies. I don't think I've ever even mm-hmm. eaten an anchovy. Oh, I love them. My favorite pizza, and here's where everyone gets grossed out. My favorite pizza... Pizza. My favorite pizza is Tell me so- about your favorite pizza. My favorite pizza is sausage, <laughs> mushrooms, uh, jalapenos, and anchovies. Like nothing but like hot and salty. So you just stay just like me, hot oh, and salty. Gross. Yeah. Uh, Sumon says there should be a pizza crust that is 100% pepperoni. Oh, I don't know if I could do that. That's too much pepperoni. Yeah, that's too much pepperoni. That's a lot of meat there. I remember so a long time ago, me and my me and my diets. Yeah. So um, I was trying to do the Adkins thing. Like long ago, I and, did that. Well, and I really like pizza, I, <laughs> as I've talked about. Yeah. So I just bought uh, the I bought pepperoni, and then sure. I bought cheese, and I was just eating like basically uh, like a cheese and pepperoni patty. So I'm like, all right, if I just take out the bread, that'll be fine. I still remember it was pretty damn gross. Like after I ate that, I'm like, that was wrong. You know, they make like low. You can make like low carb dough and make your own pizza crust. I know, I know, but I'm just like, no, no carb dough. <laughs> Have you ever? We should invite you. We haven't done it in a few years now, though. But Jen and I used to do like these these pizza parties because there's nothing better than like cooking your pizza on a grill outside, like a fire. Mm. Oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. We would do these pizza parties where basically we told everybody, bring one or two of your favorite ingredients. We'll provide the sauce and the dough to make your own. But then everyone just bring one or two ingredients of whatever you like to put on your pizza. And you bring like eight people over and everyone's brought like two. So you got like 16 toppings. Oh. And then you just fire up the grill and you make like these personal pizzas on the grill. And you just pick the toppings you want. We used to want. make those when I was a kid with the bobbly. Is that what it was? Yeah, it's bobbly. You can still buy bobbly. No, no, but I remember having it when I was like, that was that would be our exciting Saturday yeah. night. Like my mom would be like, "All right, we're gonna get bobbly, and then you can pick it. We can all make our own pizzas." Have you had bobbly recently? No, I haven't. It's had, so sugary. I have not had bobbly since probably the nineties. Yeah, same. I can't me. Rem- believe I actually remember the name bobbly because it, it was still a big exists. deal. Yeah, you can still buy them. Really? Because it was a huge fucking deal. Yeah, it was. It was a breakthrough because you used to have to rely on the pizza places. But then it's like yeah. you can make your own pizza. You can at make home. your own pizza with bobbly pizza breads. Oh, I remember when Papa Aldo's came out, and it was the, that was I a don't whole know that one. Pa- it was like uh, Papa um, Murphy's. Murphy's before it was Papa Murphy's. I'm so hungry right now. I know. Is that why we're talking about food? I don't know, because so I haven't had breakfast yet. I had like <laughs> half a frozen waffle. I think I have some M&Ms in the other room. That's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying really hard to cut sugar out of myself. That's good. That's been my one kind of thing is I'm trying to cut everything. This is so weird to say. I'm trying to cut everything white out of my life. Why are you here Mainly then? food. <laughs> so like, you know, bleach flour, processed sugars, 
stuff that's like basically just like empty carbs. Mm. Like I'm trying to get that out of my system. Because last time I did that is when I actually had some decent weight loss. Yeah. So I'm never going to do like the whole low carb thing ever again. I did that once, but you can't sustain it. Like you lose weight super fast. That's just it. When people, so fast. When people just, when I see um, friends who eat like salads, they're like, oh, I'm going on a diet for a couple months and just eating nothing but salads. I'm like, are you going to do that forever? Because yeah. isn't that the only way that you can like keep it off with that kind of you know, lifestyle? Yeah. Which I'd never be able to do. The hardest thing to give up is really good beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're a beer. You're. I like beer a you lot. You like your good beers. <laughs> yeah. But if I limit it, like if I'm not drowning like a six pack a night, if I have like a bomber once or twice a week, I'm mm. not going to feel too bad. Oh, that's fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, when I did, because I did Atkins like 13 years ago, mm-hmm. and I probably lost Actually, 60 pounds when I was on Atkins. Yeah, I yeah, did I that lost about 13 a lot. years ago too, yeah. the first time. Yeah. And I, you know, a lot of it makes sense to me. You just, you can't sustain it. I just got to remember to like basically not have like the simple carbs that your body just burns immediately and stores everything else as fat Mm -hmm. so and I actually don't it's kind of food talk Um, (laughs) (laughs) like a lot of like you can always tell that we're hungry yeah like a lot of breads and pastas give me just raging fucking heartburn Mm -hmm. also so I just don't eat them anymore and I feel better so I stick to like really dense leafy greens and like good proteins and stuff like that dense leafy green yeah (laughs) so And Save the me from food. Greens. I know. All we're going to be talking about is that. By the way, I do have to tell you. So Greg will be stopping by because he has to uh, grab some equipment from the, um, from here. And he is bringing me a piece of pizza. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I know. I'm sorry. I was going to say you might want to get out of here before he gets here because it's going to smell delicious. I got to go pick up my sister. So, Oh, what time do you have to pick up your sister? No, she doesn't land until like 11.50, so we're good. Okay, cool. Yeah, by the way, my sister will be in town. That is so great. Yeah, so if you want to meet her, she will be at the signing. Uh, don't be creepy. Do not be creepy to Aaron's sister. No, don't. <laughs> I don't need to. Now, is it apparent that she is your sister? Does she look a lot like you? Uh, we look pretty similar. Yeah, she mm. definitely. Uh, she definitely won the gene lottery. Okay. Because I get a lot of that. They'll see me and they'll see my sister and look at me and they're like, what happened to you? I'm like, thanks, guys. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you for, for the self-esteem boost. Yes, thank you. It's wonderful. Uh, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah Still, and welcome to my world. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Yeah. All right. My first thing I have, uh, it's kind of a, a smorgasbord of just weird shit today. So uh, my first thing is from this, it's this weird noise that I found that I thought was kind of funny. So I didn't know that all over the world, there are all kinds of like different countries that do like America's Got Talent, but for like oh, each yeah. and every country. I didn't know that. I think we stole it from Britain. Okay. I think, yeah, I think that's yeah. accurate. Yeah. Well, uh, apparently one of these exists in Georgia. The country, not the, the country, state. The country, not the state. <laughs> uh, so there is a Georgia's Got Talent, which I had no idea there was. But um, So I found this audio clip, which has been kind of circulating the internet. Does it just involve who can run from the Russians the best? <laughs> <laughs> That's no, probably your most applicable talent if Aaron. you live in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Aaron. No, this is about, this is a guy who was uh, auditioning for Georgia's Got Talent. And what his talent is, is he says that he can communicate as if he is Mother Earth. So I have the audio of this man from Georgia who uh, is communicating as if he is talking to Mother Earth. And I would like to play that for you now. Let me uh, go ahead and turn down this. A Georgia man. (laughs) And here is what he... I I don't know if he won. I know he got pretty far. But uh, this is what he believes Mother Earth sounds like. Oh, come the fuck on. Ah. I hate Chrome. I hate Chrome so much. Why don't you use Firefox? 
Okay, awesome, because I had that loaded forever. Force quit. It's so frozen that it won't even force quit. Well, sorry, Greg. You're going to have to edit this out. Wait. I think I can bring it up. Oh, God damn it. I can't. Well, all right, all of my... I have other things pulled up for it, too. But yes, feel free to play it. Ready? Right, it's playing yep. now. Zimbala. This is it, right? Yep. If it starts with him whistling. He's dreamy. Yep. It is cool sounding. It's hypnotic almost. When I heard this, I'm like, all right, this is just, he's just making these noises with his mouth. Yeah. Oh, and then it got weird. Shh, it's Mother Earth. Oh. Why does Mother Earth sound like a dream sequence from Game of Thrones? <laughs> Why does Mother Earth sound like Enya? Wow, it almost like puts you in a trance. I know. Like I didn't realize I was just spacing out waiting for my internet to start again. <laughs> and he does kind of look like a beardless Rasputin also. <laughs> He's very crazy looking. All right, so there's... He's got a good you... voice. Yeah, I don't know if he's, like, throat singing or what he's doing there. Well, it's like some opera skills. So anyway, so if you want to find the rest of that... That's really weird. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I wanted to play the audio just because it sounds bizarre. So there you have it. Somebody sounding like Mother Earth. Sure. Next up... Bobby uh, McFerrin's comeback attempt would be <laughs> awesome. Oh, wow. Uh, next up, have a story out of California. Uh, police in California say officers who showed up to respond to a report of persistent, creepy late-night door knocking arrived at the scene and were able to apprehend the culprit, which was an escaped head-butting goat. <laughs> in the middle of the night, they were getting freaked out because they kept hearing knocking at their front door that wouldn't stop. Looked out, couldn't see anything because, you know, goat. Right. Because <laughs> it's lower. Um, so, this is at a... Se- what is this? Sebastopol? Where? Sebastopol? I have no idea what that is. Sebastopol? California, whatever. Sebastopol. There we go. I'm just doing that. Uh, <laughs> so, Sebastopol, police services say officers were dispatched at about 2 a.m. Monday to investigate the report of a mysterious and persistent knocking... On a resident's door, the resident was getting nervous. So when officers arrived on the scene, the, su- the subject was still knocking on the front door. But with their head, it was the goat. Uh, the goat was safely taken into custody and reunited with their owner later in the morning. The Post said um, the department did share a photo of a smiling officer posing with the mischievous headbutting goat after it was apprehended. That would be kind of adorable. I wouldn't mind being woken up by a headbutting Yeah, goat. that would be kind of great. Unless it tried to headbutt me. Well, yeah, no. You know what it is? I think we're having another, like, a secondary goat renaissance. Because, you know, I mean, maybe... That's the name of the show today, by the way, Goat Go- Renaissance. Goat Renaissance. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just the return of Black Phillip from The Witch. Wow. Have you seen that yet? No. Oh. It's kind of great, actually. I kind of like... I've heard... I've read mixed reviews, but people... 
that I trust their, um, you know, we have the same taste in movies. Like, yeah. a lot of people I've seen say it's mm. slow, but then people I know who like, like, good horror movies say yeah. that they really like it. You it's, liked it? Oh, I loved it. It's a total slow, psychological horror film. Mm. There's no gore. There's a couple of jump scares, but there's no gore. There's no, like, killer. It's just kind of gets under your skin and then doesn't leave. Oh. And it has Black Phillip, the demonic possessed black goat, who's kind of charming and in his so own that, evil Does it have the three eyes? No, that's the Black Raven. Oh, I'm so sorry. Dare. How dare I? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And to end, I have two, not one, but two Oregon stories. Florida with trees. Now, this is the one. I decided not to make this the closer because both of them are equally closers. So I decided I'm going to do this one. This is the one, Aaron, that I didn't want to tell you. Oh, that's right. Okay. Okay. An Oregon man, a Portland, Oregon man, has oh. been arrested after trying to sell a police officer illegal Legos. Oh, my God. He was accused of Lego theft in an undercover Wait, Lego like, sting. He was selling Legos, <laughs> black market Legos. Like, were they, conf- like, were they like fake Legos or like stolen Legos? Uh, an Oregon man, uh, a Portland Oregon man has been taken into police custody after agreeing to sell. No, so he stole the Legos. <laughs> Jeez. He agreed to sell stolen Legos to an undercover officer in a sting operation. And we already know Cable's off the hook because he was on the show last night, so it couldn't have been Cable. How does that even happen? How do you find someone... Legos are expensive! But how do you even find someone to, like, buy your Legos? How you're like, hey, man, you want some some crack? Weed? Legos? Lego? (laughs) Yo, man, you want some crack? You want some cocaine? You want some dope? You want some bricks? I got bricks. What you want? You want a brick. Legos are expensive. I think, like, per pound, they probably cost more than... They don't cost more than weed, but... Well, I don't know. No, they probably don't. But Legos are fucking expensive. I could Let's see. Let's listen to Aaron work out the cost I could, of Legos. I know. <laughs> I could see a total like underground Lego. Well, this happened. It wasn't Legos, but a couple of years ago, or maybe even last year, there was a string. There was a rash of like break-ins of game stores and cars in game stores, mm-hmm. and they weren't stealing money. They were trying to steal Warhammer miniatures, the miniature tabletop combat game, <laughs> because Warhammer miniatures are fucking expensive. They're these imported minis, uh-huh. and like a single like little pack, like one little figure, like a, like an inch tall, little single plastic figure, it's like twenty bucks. Dang, it's a stupid expensive hobby, and people were breaking in and like they were leaving the money behind. They were just stealing Warhammer minis. So this Lego thing, completely believable. All right, well I am looking at this so. Damn it! I was hoping that it was more of like a back alley, uh, you know, Lego sting operation. Like I guess a dude, it was on like the a dude in a trench coat. I guess it was on the internet. Uh, so this guy's name is Pavel uh, Kusik, twenty-five years young. Oh, sounds like a good Lego dealer. Oh, I am Pavel Kusik. Yeah. You want some Lego? I hear you were looking for the good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kusik was expe- uh, was suspected of stealing Lego sets from Fred Meyer Superstore locations and selling them at discounted prices online at marketplaceofferup.com. So police and Fred Meyer Loss Prevention, working together, hand in hand, right. began investigating Kusick uh, in the February case. 2016. All right, you know what? No, let's not worry about anything else. Let's focus on the Lego guy. Yeah, sure. Let's just, let's team, power teams activate. <laughs> let's just get the Lego guy. Uh, so they began investigating Kusick in February uh, before he was arrested on March 3rd. So it was a week ago. I'm just saying. Oh, uh, the man. investigation is ongoing. And further charges... We've been ongoing. He either had the stolen Legos or he further didn't. Further charges are expected in the case. Uh, the Portland police are hard at work trying to find other Lego culprits. So, 
See, if he'd have thrown Rest some... easy, Aaron. If he'd have thrown some, like, Legos on the ground, he could have made his escape. Because, oh, like, oh, God, we can't run. You can't. Step on Legos. They're so, they're so painful. Oh, yeah, it's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah, it's the worst thing ever. Uh, the Portland Police Bureau, in um, using our text, many advised consumers publicly to be wary of third-party Lego sellers. <laughs> Uh, noting that new items sold at a discount may be stolen and Shocked. difficult to, to trace. Well, I mean, you got to get a good deal on Lego. It's, you know, who am I to judge where my newest, you know, Avengers Lego set is going to come from? <laughs> because there's some things you just can't find in the store. And you know what? The free market and our capitalist society dictates that I will go to where the product's at and I will pay the fair market value of it. That's very good of you. Yeah, it's not my problem where it came from. It's a victimless crime, Sarah. Is that what it is? It is. It's like prostitution, which is nowhere near the same as Lego. Unless the horror you're hiring wants to be paid in Lego, which is totally viable. Because, again, Legos are fucking expensive. How can you even, like, is that where you can go into, like, one of the Lego stores and, like, have them? Can you weigh them by the ounce? You you do, actually. No, I know, but can you get, like, money for them? Like, can you turn in your old Legos? Do they inspect the Legos? Uh, I don't know. Do they make I, sure they still have the snapping Guardian, Gar- I think Guardian will buy your old Lego sets. Because if it's complete, because I think that I've been in the store, shocking, um, <laughs> they'll have, like, not in, like in the box, too, but they'll have, like, sets you can buy from, like, classic Lego sets. Yeah, I think Angel will sell, like, old Lego stuff. And also, she's a junkie for Legos. Lego people really love their Legos. Yeah, Our I like Kelsey, Legos. But Kelsey loves Legos. Yeah, I've been to Angel's house a few times, and they have her and Michelle have a garage that has no car in it. It is just Legos, and she buys oh, two of everything: that's one awesome. to build and one to put away. Like any good nerd should. Oh yeah, thing no, her Lego love. room is impressive as fuck, and she's so proud of it. Oh, that's cool. Oh man, I'm trying to justify dropping almost 400 bucks on a Lego set. Well, I mean, it's. It's limited like, edition. It is actually. It's, it's super like Pez limit. dispensers. Like I have this entire Star Trek uh, Pez dispenser. The set, collection. the next gen set. The set. Yep. Yeah. I have from a few years back, it's just sitting up on my shelf, and yeah, I yeah, love you don't it. open that shit. No way. No, yeah. that's like all of my um, all of my Jareth uh, the Goblin King like David Bowie dolls. Yeah. Never opened that shit. Yeah. You gave me one. I still I have it. The McFarlane toy one. Yeah. Yep. I still have it. It's still on the box. It's Good because. I, well, it's probably worth even more now since Bowie died. Oh, I'm but never getting rid of two that. Two years thing. ago, I saw that at Emerald City, the toy, one of the toy vendors, and they were selling it for eighty bucks. Oh, see, I don't understand. That's the um, that's the torture, though. Is if you have something, if you're a collector of something and you like it, even if you're not a collector and something's important to you and it, it gains value, it's like there's no way you're going to get rid of it. Nah, because it's like all right, this is worth a lot, but I'm yeah. not going to. Did you it. open it? No. See, I've started. I open all my stuff now. No, if I, I want to mean, put them on display. I'm never going to fucking retire with my toys. No, it's true. I mean, I. I don't know why I leave them in their box because I'm not planning on selling them ever. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well, I do have one final story from Oregon. Oregon. And uh, this is out of Pendleton. Out of Pendleton. A naked Oregon man was arrested after invading a woman's home, trying to hug her while saying, hi, honey, then running from police, falling off a cliff and getting stuck in a tree. Okay. Let's go back because there's a lot going on in that story. So in Pendleton, land, land of blankets... Land of all the blankets. All the blankets. A naked man. Naked man. Check. Breaks into a house. Check. Check. To go to a woman. Check. Hug her. Mm-hmm. And what does he do then? He tried to hug her and then said, smiled at her and said, hi, honey. Okay. After, Just which, after which he then runs from the police, climbs up a cliff, falls off the cliff. Right. Gets stuck, stuck in a tree. tree. And is dangling naked from a tree on the side of the cliff. 
in Pendleton, Oregon. How long was he there? I mean, how long was he dangling? Well, let's find out, shall we? Yeah. All right. An Oregon man <laughs> ended up naked and hanging upside down by his leg from a tree after a bizarre series of events in the aftermath of an alleged home invasion. So police in Pendleton say they saw a man by the name of Steve Burton, 30 years young, run <laughs> off a cliff after escaping the home of a woman named Gail Wilson, where he showed up on Saturday wearing nothing but the grin on his face and said, <laughs> Hi, honey. Wilson, who's a former corrections officer who was oh. home alone, called 911 uh, <coughs> while the intruder walked her black Labrador around the house and just wandered about. Uh, she she said that she was scared, but her un- unwelcome visitor got mad and fled when she asked him his name. Police arrived on the scene and said that Burton ran away, scaled a fence, and fell down a 50-foot cliff. He tumbled down the steep bluff until he eventually was caught in a tree near the bottom <laughs> with his head five feet above the river below. So she lives near the cliff. Yes. So he ran. Uh, so Wilson said that Burton was obviously high during the incident. What? At one point, he allegedly grasped for the weapon of an officer trying to um, trying to pin him down, which did not work for no. the man. Uh, a group of about 20 cops and rescue workers eventually had to tie a rope around the <laughs> naked man's chest and one to his leg, maneuvering the ties until they could suspend the yelling suspect and bring him up to the ground. I didn't do anything! After placed under arrest and put in a stretcher, Burton was taken to the hospital before going to jail. He now faces charges of burglary, harassment, disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, and is currently being held on over $60,000 bail. <laughs> Hi, honey. Hi, honey. I love you. <laughs> Gotta go. Don't I do. Be. I think the best part is him running back out. Like, a home invasion, that's all horrible, and I'm glad she's yeah. safe. But I do love the idea of him, like... Gotta go! I know. Just Walking her dog around the house, and then he, she asks his name, he gets mad and runs, scales the fence, falls off a cliff, yeah, and is dangling as, naked. Yeah, just as block and tackle hanging out, makes a run for it, sees the fence like, I'm free to home! Oh, God! <laughs> he's just like, I mean, he's so lucky that he did get stuck in the tree. I mean, that guy would probably be the dead <laughs> if he wasn't dangling. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you're... There that, would be no bail. Maybe. Or maybe he's just really resilient. Maybe when you're that high. You should see the picture. Like, if you <laughs> look it up, he's just... He is seriously just dangling off the bottom of the What's cliff. his name again? His name is Steve Burton. Steve Burton, who looks exactly how you would think he would look. He looks like an extra from Deliverance. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, let's wrap this up because I want to get to your um, to Magical. your segment really quick before you have to go and get your sister. And I have to eat my pizza. All right. There you have it. God That's your world of crazy. All right. Well, when I wrote to Aaron asking him about if he wanted to come in today and if perhaps he might want to do a segment on here. Yeah. Aaron looked high and low and naked men on cliffs. And uh, you decided that you found a theme. I did. I feel like you were finding. I feel like Greg has been slacking in his duties lately, which is really disappointing. Okay. Well, Aaron, of course, blah, blah, blah. And what are those duties? Greg has been slacking in his ability to find really good Squatch Watch news. (laughs) That's right. <laughs> I love so Greg pr- just sitting in here going, Squatch! He's so proud of that sound. And then sound layering himself, yeah. yelling Squatch. Imagine him just by himself. He was. Trying to create his epic. He's like, this is what I'll be remembered for. <laughs> this is going to be. This and Dr. Science. <laughs> it'll, be his two, it'll be on his tombstone. Here lies Greg Nibbler, Squatch Watch, and Dr. And Science. Dr. Science. It'll be like he did mine. other things, but not as important. Yeah, that'll be mine. Here lies Aaron Duran. 
His ramen and ale was really popular. <laughs> like that's what <laughs> I'm going to be remembered. Really, it, it's really good. It's still the number one item on my website. Like when I look at traffic, it is still the number one searched <laughs> and downloaded page. Uh, of course like it is. Like 13 years of creating content, that fucking ramen and ale recipe is still number one. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it, it is what it, it is. It happens. So, all right. We've got two Squatch Watches Oh, my news. God. Two. It's so squatchy. So what do you want first? Do you want uh, audio evidence of the Tennessee Sasquatch? Or do you want about how Sasquatch might be influencing our war on drugs. I want war on drugs first, then audio second. All right. Okay. Dateline, Texas. Oh, This is from... They got squatches down in Texas? Well, yeah. Well, technically, they're related to the skunk ape, because the more southern you go, you kind of have the Sasquatch that mixes up with the skunk ape. Of course. How silly of me. A little bit of influence of the dog man, which is known to kind of... What the hell is the dog man? Oh, my God. So, the dog man is an offshoot of the skunk ape. They think that actually crossbred with some of the other cryptids that were sent loose during the Civil War. And that's how you get dogmen. You're... I don't want to go into You sound just like Greg. My eyes are glazing over. Well, that's the truth, though. I don't. I know you don't want to deal with it, but this is the truth of the world of cryptozoology. Open your mind, people. So this is what happened. In sheeple. Tex- You're supposed to say sheeple. Sheeple. <laughs> God. Open your mind, sheeple. The world order has taken over everything. Death of the Blumdenbergs. Um... <laughs> so in Texas, where uh, marijuana is still illegal, okay. I don't even think they have medical marijuana yet. So marijuana is still a controlled substance in Texas. Um, the uh, I'm trying to remember what town this is from here, but they were basically like the spotter planes to look for illegal growing like mass pot farms. Mm-hmm. So in Texas, I think about two hours out of Houston, a police spotter plane discovered a large patch of marijuana growing in a dense rural area. Mm-hmm. So they got down there, they inspected it more, and they estimated that wholesale of this farm was growing $6 million a month worth of marijuana. Dang. Yeah. So they planned a raid to arrest the illegal growers. Uh-oh. Secret plan, getting it all going. The night they were doing the raid, a group of intelligent, insightful, <laughs> knowledge-hungry Sasquatch hunters oh. Boy. We're in the area because there were reports of Sasquatch sightings in this area of the woods. There were okay. And there were and they had stumbled upon the marijuana farm. They themselves didn't care about that, but what they did do is that they squared they scared off the pot growers. Oh my god. So that when the cops showed up, the only people there were Sasquatch hunters that had no idea why just the cops like, were showing Bobo up. Bobo the Squatch Hunter was just like what? Bobo the Squatch Hunter essentially scared <laughs> off the cops. Or scared off the pot grower. So when the cops arrived, there was no one there but Squatch Hunters. Uh, they were not charged for any crime. Uh, the marijuana was seized and disposed of, but the growers got away free. Oh, all because, because of, of Squatch Hunters? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I just wanted it to... I just wanted the yell. Just wanted, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we're going to go to Tennessee. Again, another Sasquatch oh, I like that item. punctuating the yelling between yeah. the Squatch stories. <laughs> Uh, from a YouTube channel called, <laughs> this is really hard to say, from the reputable, reputable YouTube channel called Tennis Squatch. So it is a Tennessee-focused uh, Sasquatch group. Of course uh, it is. Well, again, this is where you meet up because Tennessee is in the heart of the Appalachian region. So you have a cross-reference of your more northern Sasquatch or potentially even like... The long-haired the, versus the short-haired? Yeah, perhaps I mean like the physical I manifestation joking, of the that- Wendigo coming down from north and the skunk ape coming down or coming up from the swamps of south of, you know, the southern United States. You get the Tennessee Squatch. So this is recorded. Now, I re- this is recorded back in the November 2012. Tennis Squatch? Oh Tennis Squatch. This was recorded back in 2012. However, the person who released it wasn't felt he didn't feel safe 
until recently, until the community began to embrace it. So I'll read the news report, and then there's audio content. Oh, boy. Here we are. Okay. Recorded in uh, 2012 at 4.30 a.m. on the uh, Van Buren-Warren County line, just off Highway 8, on private property, the witness recorded who works in prisoner transport was alerted by their roommate by loud vocalizations taking place outside their house. Vocalizations, you vocalizations say? Vocalizations. As they were getting ready for work. Oh. After going outside and hearing it for himself for about a minute, he says, he ran inside and got his personal digital recorder. The area in which the vocalization issued from lay a small pond surrounded by thick woods. As can be heard, neighboring dogs sound quite agitated in response to the vocalizations. And God, the written- there's nothing that takes me that makes me take you less seriously than someone saying vocalizations. That's what it's called, Sarah. There's wood knocking <laughs> and vocalizations. Oh my god! Learn the terms, please. Learn the lingo. Uh, if you're gonna, oh, if you're gonna participate, learn the fucking lingo. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> and the witness stated that the vocalizations <laughs> continued for a number of minutes after he quit recording. He stated that he's lived here for more than a decade, a decade, and has never heard anything quite like that night before or since. Now here we have the recording. Oh my god! Of the vocalizations. Oh my god! Are you ready? I'm so ready. Now it starts a little slow, but give it time for the vocalizations to kick in. I am going to punch you. <laughs> All right. Here it is. Vocalizations. Is that it? See? How could he have sat on this compelling evidence for so long? Hear that? Vocalization is just echoing. By the way, I don't think Aaron's joking, actually. That's it. Oh, there you have boy. it. There it is. Those are actual vocalizations. Audio evidence of Sasquatch vocalization from the great state of Tennessee. <laughs> you mean uh, Tennisquatch. Thanks to our friends at Tennisquatch. <laughs> that is the best Sasquatch thing I think I've ever heard. There it is. And that has been Squatch Watch. Oh, Aaron, that was a great Squatch Watch. Thank you. Now people are saying, like, how come we haven't seen all this migration? I said, because they hump in the dark and you can't see. Well, I mean, clearly with that logic, you have to know that Aaron's telling the truth. I've Yeah. And I'm a little disappointed in Greg. Like yeah, two he's we- been really slacking. Yeah, well, like two weeks ago, there was also a huge Sasquatch convention in Kennewick. <gasps> Which he totally could have gone to. He could to. have gone hundreds. I mean, the pass is a little iffy right now, but... Small price to pay for the truth. Is this the same one in Kennewick where is this guy still parading around the dead Sasquatch? No, he got outed as a um, yeah. as a fraud because no. well now we're dealing with the Minnesota Ice Man. Oh, Ice Ape is what they're actually calling it. We're the to, Ice Ape. Yeah, of course. They don't know if it's just a missing link or if it is the you know the Ice Ape. Yeah, Minnesota Ice Ape. Okay. Um, hey, it kept Captain America safe for fifty years. It can do it for a Sasquatch. These are all facts, Sarah. See, the thing I love about Aaron is that he can only pretend to be a grown-up for so long. Like, the first half of the show, like, we're talking about, like, diets and stuff. And then when it comes down to it, the Squatch Watch opened him up. Oh, yeah. It's the reveal. 
If and it, he was honestly looking at me during the squatch watch during the vocalizations. Yeah. He was glaring at me. And I was like, is this it? He's just like, shh, listen. Shh. Well, you missed out on some of the prime vocalizations. Oh, God. I'll, I'll go back and listen. You should. Yeah. That quality yeah. audio. Yeah, it was. Yeah, look, it was an old digital recorder. Modern technology pick it yes, up better. Yes, from 2012. Oh, God. The dated technology well, in 2012. You know, see, everyone mocks. You know, they mocked people when they said there was a such thing as x-rays. And now, look, we have x-rays. No, it's the same thing. That's exactly the same thing. It's total. Correlation <laughs> is causation, Sarah. Aaron, where can people find you this Saturday from 6 to 9 p.m.? <laughs> With Boba, no. Um, <laughs> I will be at Bridge City Comics from 6 to 9 p.m. I'll be at Bridge City Comics signing issue 5. Come hang out. You know, hang out. Pick up a book, which would be awesome. Uh, but come yeah. out. Say hi. Say everybody. I think it's going to be a packed show. Oh, it'll be uh, fun. And I think there's going to be a lot of people there. I'm super excited. Heck yeah. Well, I will be one of them, as will Greg. We're both going to be there, and it's going to be a great time. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Grand old time. Yeah, and isn't... Didn't we miss a birthday? Aren't we? Whose birthday is it? Isn't Pones coming up? Oh, that's later. It's not today. Oh, that's right. It's only Thursday. Yeah. Did you think it was Friday? I did. I thought it was Friday, too. Yeah. Well, it is happy birthday week. I mean, it is. I mean, it's been month. So, right. so happy birthday month, Keelan. Right, yeah. Yes. Um, you get all the vocalizations today, Keelan. <laughs> all the vocalizations are for you, Keelan. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out. Oh, also, uh, we'll talk more about it tomorrow, but bingo night. We talked about that at the beginning. We are having another bingo night brought to you by Rainier. Rainier Ooh, beer. Mm-hmm. I can, can I win another R? Let's, I'm going to see if we can put that in the prize pack so you can get two R's. Yeah. So By the way, that like, thing is really fucking bright. Yeah. <gasps> if you got two R's, you could totally pretend like the inside of your house is the double R diner from Twin Peaks. I could. The R and R. That would be kind of cool. I never anyway, been to Twin Peaks. So bingo, I know. Bingo <laughs> night is going to be Thursday, March 31st. Put it down on your calendars. Free to attend. Uh, sign up start at 6 p.m. Bingo starts at 6.30. Please come. Come one, come all. Uh, it really helps us out. We have sponsors and potential sponsors there. It's so much fun. Even though uh, I got screwed last time. Yeah, you were pretty close. Every time. One number. One fucking number. You get to hear a lot of that, too. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. And uh, thank you for hanging out. Greg will be back tomorrow. And I think we're having uh, somebody in. And uh, I'll talk to you then. Thank you for coming in, Aaron. Thank you. This was awesome. You're the best. Yay. Okay. And I'll be back tomorrow with more FunEmploymentRadio.com. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. All right. That was awesome. Yeah, Thank fun. you so much to Aaron. All right, I'm going to try and figure out how to change Are we still stream. recording? Uh, I guess so. <coughs> oh. oh, gross. Sorry. I've been holding that for like an hour, <laughs> too. so awful. Oh, I've been holding that thing in for so long. <laughs> <laughs> Can't edit that out. That's got to stay. <laughs>